Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. Welcome back to the Fancy Hangover. Uh, unfortunately, this week we are a rather than the Fantastic Four, we're a dynamic duo. That's right, Mister Fantastic Chris and the Invisible Woman uh, Carl are now missing. Obviously, we're the Thing in Human Torch. Fair. Now, well, I'm the Thing in Human Torch. You're She Hulk. Oh, boom! Extra that's, in. That's a little rough. I mean, I was thinking more like Mega Powers. Some, some yeah, we can go. Like Randy Savage, oh, Hulk, yeah, Hogan. brother. <laughs> Um, well, I, I know for Chris has gone MIA. He, he's kind of missing right now. We're not sure where he's at or we haven't heard from him. So Shane had a few kind Chris, words to say. I just want you to know that there there are people out there that love you and care for you. And if, if anyone sees him, just just call. Tell him to come home. Just come home, Chris. Come home. We we need you. And Carl's drunk somewhere. I think he got abandoned in a field. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's I, there's a lot of a lot of uh, country singing going on. It's it's really creepy to be honest with you. Uh, so with that, uh, we're gonna start this week like we do every week uh, with quick outs. Zach, take it away with the quick outs. All right. So first up, uh, so in case anybody hasn't heard, there is a Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler saga going on right now. Uh, Ryan Tannehill got hurt at practice earlier this week in a non-contact injury where if you saw it, the first thing that had to come to your head was torn ACL. Yeah, it, uh, it looked it was rough. Uh, it, yeah. They were saying that he was uh, working on borrowed time after he opt out, opted out of doing surgery, which apparently was his choice to yeah. not do the surgery. Um, so then that's where Jay Cutler comes in because, you know, Adam Gase is former head coach or offense coordinator for Jay Cutler. Reached out to him. There was some initial reports saying that he was planning on signing, and then all of a sudden it came back where Jay Cutler was saying that he wasn't really sure and he wanted to stay retired. And then it came back, I guess, this morning Shane had said that the Dolphins have offered him more money to come back. So we'll see where Cutler lands in there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I can tell you in my league, I already grabbed Jay Cutler. Yep. Uh, I did it immediately after the uh, it was first reported uh, in the Dynasty League, obviously. Um just because he's, if you have the roster spots for him, he's a solid quarterback in the league. And I have Andrew Luck, who might be missing the first six weeks. So it'd be good to have a backup. Here's a question for you. Who do you think it affects more, Jarvis Landry or Devontae Parker? Or Kenny Stills? I would say it affects Jarvis Landry the most because he's the one most likely to get the most uh, fantasy relevance out of that, that trio. I think so, too. So it doesn't if they get Jay Cutler, it doesn't necessarily hurt him. Cutler loves to sling the ball over and over again. So to the he'll same get the, guy. Yeah, he'll get the targets. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's Landry that gets the biggest boost out of the three. Yep. All right. So next we have uh, Corey Davis hurt his hamstring. Um, this guy just unfortunately seems to get little injury after little injury. He's supposedly week to week right now. So at least he avoided a torn ACL or a season ending injury. Uh, Sterling Shepard, he had he was carted off the field. It turned out just to be a low ankle sprain, so he's probably week to week as well. Jay Ajayi can uh, suffered a concussion during the practices this week, so he's probably more day to day than week to week. Yeah, but, but there the, it was apparently a bad one. They're yeah. really worried about it. They're worried that he might miss time. Yeah, but you never know with concussions. I mean, look at Luke Keekley last year. Yep. he got he missed like what six weeks with a concussion when he should have re when most guys missed what one to two. 
Yeah, but I mean, what's it, I actually like that more now that they're being more serious about oh, it and, and double checking on it. So for sure. And then uh, last just a couple of bits piece, pieces here. We have Will Fuller with a broken collarbone. He'll be out two to three months, so you might see him back around mid-season um, at the earliest. Uh, Crockett Gilmore, he officially suffered a season-ending knee injury, and Shane mentioned that they had put him on waivers, but if he clears waivers, then he will be going to IR. Yep, uh, and that's a rough rough spend a, a stretch of time for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Uh, Dick, Dixon going down. Uh, Flacco going down. Flacco going down. All of their tight ends are injured. Yep. I mean, it's, it's, it's a hard time to it's be a Baltimore fan. They are the L.A. Chargers of last year. They're still, and speaking of uh, backup quarterback sagas, uh, they're still talking to Kaepernick. Um, nobody knows what's going on there. There's some weird things being said in the media, and that's not worth discussing. But Nope. <laughs> you but, can go look for it yourself. Yeah, but uh, in that situation, they if, if Flacco's out for a period of time where he might miss part of the season, I think you'll see Kaepernick getting signed in there because there's no way they can put Ryan Mallett on that. Yep. on the field and I, I just saw actually on roto world um great news following if you guys want to check out an nfl or even sports news um they said that flacco got a second opinion and it's not a serious injury that's good that's good he can be mediocre on the field this year then yep <laughs> and then the last thing uh before we get into our main topic uh is going to be that ryan clady um former all pro left tackle for denver and mediocre starter for the new york jets has officially retired yeah he it was time Yep. His, his, he wasn't playing as well as before, and he was smart, and he, he got out, which is good for him. Yeah, save the body, you know, lose the weight. I mean, I can't tell you how many former offensive linemen, once they retire, drop like 100 pounds. Yeah, they look skinny. <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, uh, Jeff Saturday is the yep, biggest Jeff one. Jeff Saturday, like, oh, Sean man. O'Hara was another one. He lost like 75, 80 pounds and just Jeff's, totally different. Jeff Saturday had a fun thing where he was where people were mentioning that because he does uh, ESPN stuff. Mm -hmm. and they were talking to him about it and he goes well in between like if it was if we had a downtime in practice i had to go eat yeah he's like i couldn't put enough food in my body to keep <laughs> up with the size i needed to be so i had to eat at every down moment which is crazy i don't know why i'm just picturing just peyton manning just shoving food down <laughs> jeff's throwing throat. a chicken parm at him uh <laughs> eat it to kind of step back a little bit and in, into the quick outs i have a question for you does this hurt Corey Davis's uh, draft spot when it comes to rookie drafts for Dynasty Leagues? I don't think so, because you saw that Mike Williams wasn't really affected um, a I think whole Mike lot. Williams was affected. In our draft, he went from probably being a top five to being the, what, ninth? I guess you're, you're seventh. Seventh isn't that far off. It drops a few. I mean, does it, he go yeah. from, from uh, early to mid first round to mid to late first round? I think that in PPR formats, let's say hypothetically he is a He's realistically a top three, top four guy. I think maybe he goes to five, six. Okay. But that means that you're going to have to take guys like Dalvin Cook ahead of him. It means you're going to take guys like O.J. Howard ahead of him. And are you really going to take those guys over, Although, over I Corey mean, Davis? The problem is, though, I when is it one more injury and everyone says that he's injury prone? I mean, I know that people, yeah. people get tweaks, people get little problems, but uh, he wasn't able to practice or... Uh, work out for any teams during the uh the draft Correct. process because of an injury and now training camps just are you know it's just been going on for a few weeks and he's injured and not able to to practice for a few weeks but I you mean, can also say the same thing about mike williams too because mike williams got hurt in college yeah and then he got hurt again yeah but people so, are saying that about him now yeah people no, are starting I, to say yeah. that so so that's why i'm asking I, is, I think, is if I think if it's this a fair happens thing. to Corey Davis as well. I think that's a fair thing to go by and say, you know, I if one more injury, 
you're gonna your your socks gonna fall further than further than a guy who's had his first injury, for sure. Especially considering he hasn't even touched the football field yet. Um so yeah, with that, I I, I think that it could be a case where you could argue more of you know Mike Williams or Corey Davis based on the injuries, but in reality, I think that it's going to be it's still going to be Corey Davis for me personally ahead of Mike Williams. Um, I would almost factoring in injuries. I mean, if they're on even even keel when it comes injury wise, I would I would take Mike Williams over Corey Davis. Okay, just and because that's he's more preference. preference. Yeah, that's the personal preference kind yep. of thing. But but yeah, I, I think it evens them out a little bit more. Yeah, no, I I get that. So with that, it's time for us to pop the tab on our main subject. And surprisingly, that was not a beer. One second, Shane's drinking. Woo! Need the energy. <laughs> so this week, uh, the two of us are going to be uh, combined in one team. So we are going to run our own fancy team in a 12-team league, uh, one-point PPR, uh, and we're going to do a mock draft with you. We're going to do it live on the air here. Uh, we're going to a, uh, a great site, Fantasy Pros. Uh, uh, she's at fantasypros.com. Um, so check it out. It's, it's a really cool site. I check it for rankings and things like that all the time. Uh, and they have a fun little draft simulator going on. So we are, we randomized our first pick. Uh, so our pick in the draft is sixth overall. Yep. And we're doing PPR. Yep. Yep. So we're doing PPR as Shane said, 12 teams. So what I was thinking we'll do is we'll give, cause they, they put up four guys that are that kind of the top available, so this thing, we mentioned the four guys, and then we, you know, we say who our pick would be of the four. And then uh, also, if you're listening and you go, "Oh, what kicker are they going to take in the first round?" Don't <laughs> worry, we uh, we eliminated kickers and defense from this because there's not a lot of game plan that goes into drafting kickers and defense, no matter what type of league you're in. Uh, kickers normally wait to the last round, and defense wait to the second to last round, unless you want to reach a little bit for one of those top tier. Yeah. Um, um, but we're even be, reaching a little bit there, I still wouldn't take him until you get to double-digit rounds. Yeah, so we're going to be going one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then a flex position, which can be a running back, wide receiver, or tight end? Correct. Okay, and then we have six bench spots, so I say here we go. All right, so with the first round, the uh, the auto draft, the mock draft itself, has picked number one overall, David Johnson, number two, Le'Veon Bell, Number three, Antonio Brown. Number four, Ezekiel Elliott. And number five, Odell Beckham Jr., which I wouldn't change that. That's 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 fair. Pretty solid. Yep. I'm I'm a little surprised that Zeke went ahead of the guy who was the top on the board still available um, just because of the PPR format. So I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I get that. Um, but it's it's kind of a stigma that everyone is in love with running backs. Believe me, I am. Yeah. Uh, so. I can I can see why they think in a in a regular draft that's how it would go. Yep. So the top four guys that we have on the board are uh, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Lashawn McCoy, and AJ Green. Now, if we went off of last year numbers alone, Julio Jones is the is the pick here, right? I would say it's close. Actually, I, I think it, so. Right now, Fantasy Pros is telling us that seventy five percent of experts would take Julio Jones, which I'm not going to disagree with. I think no, that's, that's it's a, a solid pick. pick. That's, but I have a feeling about Mike Evans that makes me want to lean towards taking Mike Evans here. I also uh, like Mike Evans. Mike Evans is younger. He stays. He normally stays healthier. 
and stays on the field a little bit more. I mean, he's also had some issues in the past, but yep. Um, and he's got weapons around him now that are going to make it hard yes. to double team him. And that's why I like Mike Evans. Is that okay. I feel like Tampa Bay has improved their offense while Atlanta kind of just stayed pat. They stayed pat, but and they showed last year they are going to a running team. Yes. For the- Except which opens came, up the passing game a lot. Except when it came to the Super Bowl, but yeah, which is uh, weird. <laughs> they, I loved they it. Did show that they went. They wanted to go run heavy. So I think we're going to go ahead and take Mike Evans here with our first pick. Taking Mike Evans now. You can bash on that. I'm sure that our uh, please bash on it. Send us everything you want on Twitter. Insult us, but just try not to be too harsh. Okay, so now on uh, this one point PPR, um, one thing that I can say that I'm surprised about is the number of running backs that just went yeah that's a um, lot especially since uh two of them one of them's todd Gurley and the other one's jay Ajayi. um did not expect that to happen there was only two other running backs in the first round that went which was Lashawn mccoy and uh melvin gordon yep. which are I, I i can see that um and then jordan howard being the next guy off the board i'm also not surprised with he was number two in rushing with while missing what three games last year yeah and uh, that was at bench, that so. was at the turn too so you got ty hilton going 112 and then jordan howard going 2-1 um so I, I think that's a a solid start i think it's, oh yeah that's an underrated start to a team now with us the four represent uh recommended players are des Bryan, amari cooper uh leonard Fournette. And Rob Gronkowski. I think we can already eliminate Des Bryant, and I would say even Leonard Fournette as well. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. Um, I I I like the idea of taking Gronk here. He's a uh, injury uh, machine, though. Yeah. And uh, I think you got to go, Amari Cooper. I I'm I even just be without being an Amari Cooper homer. I I would agree. That Amari Cooper's the right way to go because the next wide receivers are Doug Baldwin and Demarius Thomas, which I I which don't I, love. Not in the top of the second, not in the middle of the second round. Uh, no way. Demarius Thomas, though, being a going from overrated to kind of sneaking into the underrated category. Yeah, um, but a lot of that also has to do with his quarterback situation. Yep, which it sounds like Trevor Simeon has the leg up on right now, from what I've been hearing. And yes, reading. that's what that's also what I've seen, um, which makes sense. I mean. I, I've I've never been a fan of Paxton Lynch, and man, if if he goes second year into the pros and still not starting, and it's not because he's behind like a Brett Favre, like Aaron Rodgers was, it's because he can't beat out a seventh round draft pick. That's that's a rough way to begin your career. Captain Morgan should be sticking to his rum advertisements. That's right. So with that said, I believe we're taking Amari Cooper. I'm cool with that. All right, drafted. So our our draft so far is we've we're solid at PPR. Wide receivers here with Mike Evans and Amari Cooper. And we're just waiting for Fantasy Pros to load up the next picks. Yep. All right. So the next. Oh, I was hoping that Isaiah Crowell would would fall to us. Yeah, we we ju- actually we missed him quite by quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> um, yes, that's surprising, which is good because I think we've talked about enough on this podcast where we are we are all high on Isaiah Crowell for this year. But the next four guys we got available are Lamar Miller, Travis Kelsey, Christian McCaffrey, and Keenan Allen. Um, I think we should probably look at running backs here. I was I was just moving it to running backs when it comes to the the top left. Um. Man, I think you got to go Lamar Miller, just looking at that list. I mean, the only other one I can think of that I would possibly reach for here is Marshawn Lynch, uh, because we've got Christian McCaffrey, who's in a 
I mean, he's been tearing it up in in uh, camp. They're they're saying that he's he's got some star power behind yeah. him. Yeah, uh, and then we all saw that video that came out this week of him uh, juking Luke Keekley out of his shoes. Yep. Uh, Ty Montgomery is is next on their list here, who uh, is apparently losing snaps to uh, Joe Jam- Williams. Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. I can't. There's. Why would they let that happen with two Jay Williams coming in the NFL in one year? Yeah, how could they? At the same position. <laughs> Come those, on. Those monsters. Um, but I, I think that for me, it's it's really a toss up between Montgomery and Lamar Miller. Um, and I'm more than OK with going with Lammy Mills. Le- good old Lammy Mills. Man, I'm going to be so happy we got him on our team. We should make a T-shirt of Lammy Mills. And just just so you guys know, we are also watching bye weeks at this point, especially when it comes to the next wide receiver we draft. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, we have a buy in 11 and buy in 10 for the wide receivers. And when you're in the fourth round drafting a, uh, drafting another player, you know, you can go running back here. You can go wide receiver. But we've still got your guy available. And I say we take him and run with it. I'm checking their suggested players real quick. Um well, they sent, put another one of my boys on the board. They did. Uh, we got uh, Christian McCaffrey is recommended. Uh, then we got uh, the GOAT, Tom Brady, Jordan Reed, and Greg Olson. Although Jordan Reed is kind of a tasty option right here. For me, the injuries just... The, and it's not just one or two. It's like what we were talking about with Mike Williams and Corey Davis. Those injuries have just been piling up on him for so long that I'm willing to take a guy... A little bit later um i'm not saying like take oj howard in the seventh round but you know a guy like zach Ertz, uh the fact that travis kelsey went in the round three though which we didn't mention that's a little surprising to me that's that i feel like that's high i think because of the the weapons they've they've lost this year like macklin getting rid of macklin really i mean I mean, I, it makes it so they don't have any other targets. I, I, yeah. I agree with that. But, oh, man, I, I would, don't know. I would still lead. I'll let you make the pick, but I would lean Marshawn Lynch right I, I'm, I'm saying that we go Marshawn Lynch. Uh, okay. He's got a different bye week than Lammy Mills, and uh, he also enjoys Skittles. So that's that's always a plus for me. I don't know what that has to do with uh, really, his draft position. I, but I like Skittles. What can I say? You heard they're coming back with the lime green ones, right? As they should. They never should have taken them out. No, no, that was. We're just waiting for stuff to load. It's just everybody. the worst. Um, this is see. really slow. <laughs> All right, so now we're back around in our fifth round here. Now uh, I, I say now we look at what like tight ends are available, what wide receivers are available because I don't like any of the running backs that they put up there. Well, the suggested uh, the suggested ones here in the mock is Drew Brees. Emmanuel Sanders, Kyle Rudolph, and Danny Woodhead. Now, Emmanuel Sanders has been one of those guys that every year does well. But, man, yep. he worries me this year with the fact that they drafted. Um, I know who uh, you're talking about. It was. <sighs> they drafted a wide receiver. Uh, was it Carlos Henderson? Carlos Henderson. That's the name. And there, people, a lot of people are really high on him, and he could very well steal some uh, some looks from, from Sanders. So. I mean, that kind of makes it a little rough for me to to grab him. I still... So, while I think it's a little early for quarterback, if we were to want to get a top guy, now would be the time with Drew Brees. Um, but that being said, I, I, I would rather pick a different player. I would... If it was me, I would be taking... Just me. I would be taking a wide receiver right here. It's a okay. PPR league. 
Um, they're really where the money's at. And in, in oh, yeah. if you get a good uh, good number three guy, you're in a pretty set position. That said, um, the guy that I like the most also kind of scares me on this list because we've got Emmanuel Sanders. Then we got Julian Edelman, who year in, year out, always does a great job. Yeah. But he's on a he's on a team now that it's overloaded. It's so overloaded at wide receiver. Man, and most of them have the same skill set as him. It's overloaded at, at pass catcher because you got to include the running backs in there. I mean, because they have they they all essentially do the same thing in New England. They run short routes and then they they try to get open. <laughs> um, the for the wide receivers, the last two guys that are listed right here in the top four uh, were Jamison Crowder and Willie Sneed. I don't hate Sneed as a flex option at all. Um, I, I would say no to Jamison Crowder. I just I'm not really. I was I was about to, really? to recommend okay. him because they just lost Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. And yes, they brought that in Terrell Pryor, but and I believe that the guy that's going to pick up the number three or the number two spot is going to be Doxon. But Crowder had a good year last year, and so yeah, he, he shows that he can catch the ball. He's going to be the one that has the best rapport with Cousins going into the season. Yeah, I, I just look at the offenses, though, and I, I see Willie Sneed as being in the more explosive offense, which is why I would go with. Not to say that I can Washington that. doesn't have an explosive offense. I just think that Willie Sneed's going to be in a better position being the number two receiver in an explosive offense versus the number you know three, four receiver that's going to be the move the chains guy. That's just my personal thought. I can it. see that. I also think that uh, with the way this draft goes that we could see Willie Sneed in the next round. It's very possible, yeah. I think I think uh, with something you said before, I think we we go for that top QB. I think okay. we take Drew Brees. Just, now just the- looking at the options that we have at wide receiver, I don't think yep. there's anybody that stands out as a great grab here. Um, tight end, it's still. I mean, it's at this, this point we might as well wait till round ten. Yeah. Um, so I think I think we take that Drew Brees uh, pick in round five, which is pretty much where he goes in most drafts. Yeah, and he always he always. Uh, he always overperforms. Yeah, he always has over 5,000 yards. <laughs> yep. So uh, so to give you kind of a quick update on the team with just drafting Drew Brees, we now have Drew Brees, we have Lamar Miller, Marshawn Lynch, Mike Evans, and Amari Cooper. Uh, there's only two guys so far that we have who have the same bye week, but that's at two different positions, so that can easily be remedied. Yep. It's just making sure that the flex and at least one position's backup does not have the same bye. Yep. Um, that said, right now, uh, we still have Willie Sneed available. Uh, we still have Jamison Crowder available, and then the two, the top two running backs available are Bilal Powell and Mark Ingram. Now, Mark Ingram scares me. Because I wouldn't touch him the, with a ten foot pole because of the position that he's in. He keeps getting drafted high. People still think that he's the guy in in uh, New Orleans, but how could he be with everything they've done at running back this offseason? Bilal Powell also scares me, but that's just because he's with the Jets. Fair. Uh, with that said, it's not terrible. Uh, Do you want to pull up the rest of the running backs and then see who else is in their, their top listing? Amir Abdullah and Frank Gore. Ooh, that Frank Gore one's looking a little tempting. Not not really, because I think we can wait another round on him. Um, I definitely don't want to go with Martavis Bryant. <laughs> I mean, I think, the, I think the conversation, again, is Crowder and Sneed, because they're both still yeah. here. Uh, we were discussing him last round. I know that you are. Oh, Mike Gillisley just went before us. Sorry, I just noticed that. Um, <laughs> you are higher on Snead. I'm higher on Crowder. Uh, yep. Man, I wish there was three of us. We could have a, a tiebreaker here. <laughs> we miss you, Chris. We miss you, Carl. 
Chris, please call. Um, I mean, real. You know what? I'll let. How about this? You take this one, and the next one we have a tiebreaker. I'll get that tiebreaker. So we'll take Crowder here if you want to go right, with Crowder. Right, we're going to take Crowder. And the next time we have a tiebreaker, we'll get my guy. Which, I mean, Sneed could still be available next yeah, round. That is nope, true. he can't. Nope, he's he just can't. gone. He, he's gone. And there goes AP before... Uh, wow, they recommended uh, Mike uh, Mark Ingram to us, and then AP went before him. I'm just more surprised they recommended us taking an offensive tackle. Oh, and Kelvin Benjamin? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, the guy who's built like an offensive tackle. My bad. All right. So the suggested players, once again, Mark Ingram, which we are not touching. <laughs> nope. Uh, Bilal Powell. Nope. Zach Ertz and Eric Ebron. Um, I, We can still wait at tight end. I think we can still wait at tight end, too. Uh, let's look at uh, wide receivers again. We got Kelvin Benjamin, Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, and Cameron Meredith. Now this is one of the this is the time where we start looking at that bye weeks and all three of those uh, top three guys have the same bye weeks. Now the one that I as, actually, as the players we've already the drafted. fourth guy on our list here. So the the three guy the four guys that were up there were Kelvin Benjamin, Deshaun Jackson, um, Jeremy Macklin, and Cameron Meredith. I actually don't hate taking a shot on Cameron Meredith here. Um, he, he's a bye week guy. He's coming into a very muddled wide receiver situation. Where it could be, you know, he could be the starter. He could be the fourth wide receiver on the team. Um, you looked like you saw some exciting Shane. So what? What was that? Uh, I think we talked about him, mentioned him last round. There's also Frank Gore. Yeah. Uh, so do we go wide receiver again, or do we uh, do we go Frank Gore? I think Meredith could be there next round. I I, I think Meredith could be there in probably two rounds, maybe. Um, I I'm cool with taking Frank Gore. I. He's a guy that you always count out, but he's never down. All right. We took Frank Gore. Now, he doesn't have a bye week that matches any of our running backs, uh, so he should be pretty good there. Oh, Mark Ingram and Bola Apollo finally went. It's been a while. Oh, I know where I'm going with my pick on this one. I don't, I don't think I know where you're going with this. Now, the recommended players now are Eric Ebron, Theo Riddick, Paul Perkins, Polly P, and uh, Jack Doyle. Uh, I, I still think that we could probably take another position player before we take a tight end. Although, let's look at who the tight ends that are available, because honestly, I think if it's if it's going Ebron, Jack Doyle, I think there's a huge drop off there. Um, Witten, Fleener are the next ones, and... Fleener's got all the upside in the world, yeah, but never, never shows. Then Ooh. you got CJ Iwera Fedorowicz, um, Cameron Brait, who's going to lose his job pretty quick. Uh, although they're saying that OJ Howard's doing a great job blocking in camp, but not as much in the catching part department. Really, that he is the best uh, blocking tight end they have, but they still might be looking at Brait uh, for receptions right now. Interesting, and that could just be getting time with the offense and learning the playbook and just becoming comfortable. I mean, it's probably not easy to go into a team as a first round pick with those high of expectations. Oh yeah. Um, Plus you, you've got a, you're in a position where you had a guy that, that played well in the tight end position last year. So you can probably yeah. go slow with them, put him in that number two spot and then, you know, bring him up slowly. Like, mm -hmm. like you would do with some of the, you know, with a running back or a wide receiver as well. Yeah. I personally here am leaning Eric Ebron just because I think there is a huge drop off from Eric Ebron to Jack Doyle. 
Okay, I, I agree <laughs> um, with that. The only other guy that I was considering here really was uh, Paul Perkins, who came up on the running back list. Paulie P. And that's strictly off of value of a guy being a starting running back and getting him in, what, the eighth round? Yeah, I, I actually, I would lean, uh, I'd probably lean more towards Paulie P, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah, I'm, go I'm Pauly cool P. Again. Pauly P. All right, Polly P it is. Let's see if Ebron uh, stays I on the board it. for us. Oh, oh, two, two fullbacks in a row here with uh, Samaje <laughs> P. Ryan and Robert Kelly going back to back, which also they're saying that Kelly's looking uh, slimmer and faster in camp. No, oh, no more fat Rob. Yeah, uh, but uh, very easy uh, draft for us here. We're going to take yep. Eric Ebron. I think Eric Ebron is the way to go. And then we might still be able to get Cameron Meredith in the next round because he was still sitting there, too. Yep. Let's see. There goes Jace to Kareem Hunt. Oh, I wanted Kareem Hunt, but oh. he's gone. We got to look wide receiver here. I agree. Uh, we we have we already have four running backs, yep. uh, three wide receivers. So let's look at wide receivers only. We've got Eric Decker, who I, actually might not be a bad grab. He's been looking good in camp. I don't think three of those four are bad grabs. Uh, we got John Brown, uh, who is. Is he the he's the number two guy? Oh, yeah, he's the number two. OK, oh, uh, yeah. Devontae Parker. I know we're not touching Devontae Parker with a 10 foot pole. Uh, <laughs> and then. And then Kenny Britt, who is the number one guy in Cleveland, and the number one guy in Cleveland for years have been has been putting up numbers. Yeah. I mean, um, with with Corey Davis's injury, though, it does make it a little bit easier to take a guy like Eric Decker. Yes. Um, but my two picks would be Eric Decker or John Brown here. Eric Decker or John Brown, huh? Yep. I, I really like John Brown this year. Um, they figured out everything with the sickle cell. He's going to be coming back healthy. He's looked great in camp. They've been saying so. I, I'm cool with either one of those guys. I would go with Eric Decker, but I'm going to give you the uh, the coin flip okay. here because I took the last one. Okay. Uh, so I'm guessing John Brown. Yeah, let's go John Brown. All right. Now with that going, uh, OJ Howard just went off the board. Oh, look at that. Um, so now we have some uh, some wiggle room here. I mean, we could go get a solid backup quarterback for Breeze dry, uh, bye week. Um, take somebody like Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott. I will never take Dak Prescott. Uh, Philip Rivers, Tyrod <laughs> Taylor. I don't, okay, so um, we could also... Can I mention something strategy-wise yeah. here? Okay, so a lot of times you're going to see people where they think they have to have backups for every single starting position they have, which to an extent you would like that, but at the same time, you're going to get better value out of other positions if we don't draft a second quarterback because his bye week is until week five. Most likely, one of the guys that we have on our bench are going to be droppable by week five. So then we could just find a filler quarterback at that point um, that can fill in for the one week we need him and then just cut that guy after. And then another thing to look at right here is that sometimes it's better to grab the handcuffs yep. uh, for players you've already drafted. Like uh, one of the recommendations, which is really cool with this draft simulator, I kind of like it, uh, that they put on here was Deontay Foreman for us because he's the handcuff to Lamar Miller. And I don't know about you, but I love stealing other people's handcuffs as well. I do, too. <laughs> um, like if someone drafts... Uh, in the first Ty or Montgomery. second round. No, I was going to say Devontae Freeman. Oh, Devontae Freeman. Yep. And then grabbing Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Coleman. Yep. I, I love doing it. It's just, it's great to see that like, ha, I got your guys back up. Look on their face. Um, Deonta Foreman. I think we can still find him later though, because if you looked at that, it, the ADP was two Oh two. 
Yeah. And that was like a 40 pick difference. So I think we can still find him a little bit later, but I do like the idea of getting Deontay Foreman, who is the backup for Lamar Miller. Now, with this, uh, I would say that my pick right now would be Kenny Britt. We talked about him last round. Yeah. Uh, once again, he is the number one guy in Cleveland, which, oh, God, it's Cleveland. But if you look back in the past, I mean, you've got uh, great number one guys, Terrell Pryor. Uh, was it uh, Ty- – no, not Tyrell Williams, the, the other guy in uh, – Travis Benjamin. Travis Benjamin had a great year as the number one guy there. I mean – Mind you, a lot of these players put up a lot of points in single games, but yeah. they're still good grabs in this round as a uh, as a flex or backup. So the four guys on the list for wide receivers are Kenny Britt, Randall Cobb, Tyrell Williams, and Mike Wallace. How the mighty has fallen. Randall Cobb used to be one of those guys that people would take in the second, third round. And man, we're we're sitting here in round eleven in a twelve team draft, and he's still on the board. Yep, his value's just fall, fallen down so far. The only other guy I'm considering besides Kenny Britt, which I think we'll still go with Kenny Britt, was Mike Wallace. Um, I think he I think he's going to be a stud this year. I'm not saying wide receiver, you know, number five, but I think he'll be a wide receiver two to three at at the worst. Also, somebody that I like to mention is still on the board. That was a first round pick two years ago, at least. Jeremy Hill, he was a he was a top five pick two years ago, and he is sitting here in round eleven. Let's see if he makes it to round twelve, which I think he might. I think he will. Uh, all right, so we are going uh, Kenny Britt, I believe. Yep, I'm going with Britt. Now, one thing that I I would like to do, I know that you mentioned that you don't need to have backups at every position. One position I do like to have a backup when you get a, a tight end later on is I, tight end. I was going to say tight end. Yeah, because I'm perfectly if, okay with that. Uh, if you if you draft a tight end early, a lot of those tight ends are injury prone. Um, just in general, tight ends are injury prone because they're they're both receiving and blocking all the time. Well, it, not only are they injury prone, but they are. There's such a fall off in fantasy when it comes to tight ends that you're you're number one guy's points are going to be completely light years beyond your your number 10. And and something I also do recommend when you're looking at that backup tight end, you got to get that guy that people know, you know, we got Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron's been in the league for years. Yep. We know what he can do. I recommend getting the backup as either a rookie or a first-year starter. And I by mean, the names that are on here, I bet you I know where you're going. Well, uh, yes, that's where I'm going. But, like, another name that I'm – I'm a big Evan Ingram fan. I think that he's he's uh, going to be really good in the league. I really like his skill set. Um, Austin Hooper is also on this list, who this would be his first year starting. Yep. I would be more leaning towards Hooper personally, or... And there's also David Njoku. And there's, well, I mean, there's still Antonio Gates, too. I mean, I know he's not young, but... Um, I would worry about Antonio Gates just because of who else is on the team. There. Okay, with Hunter Henry. With Hunter Henry there. It's it's tough for me to take Antonio Gates because, I mean, you're looking for a guy that might be able to, you might be able to put in if your guy struggles slash be there for the bye week. Yeah. Antonio Gates might not even be starting by the time that we get to Ebron's bye week. That's fair. I mean, he only need, he really is, realistically only needs one more touchdown to break the record and he could just ride off into the sunset after yep. that one. Uh, he already got a nice look at uh, Cooperstown this past weekend when uh, Danian Tomlinson went in. Oh, that that was such an interesting story. So I don't know if you had read into a little bit about that, but apparently he had to ask permission to miss practice to go to watch LT's Hall of Fame induction, and there were reports coming out um, 
that he was denied access to go to the practice. I saw that he was uh, he, originally both him and Rivers were denied yep. and that they gave him permission, but they didn't give Rivers permission. Well, Rivers said he would rather have stayed in practice. Mm. I don't which I, I think that's a little harsh, but um, I mean, it, I bet if you, you want your team. It. If you want your team to get better, then you have to practice. Which, I mean, Gates, as we said, only needs one more touchdown to break the record, and he could just retire after that and be like, I'm done, guys. I'm out. So where, where are we going here, Shane? Uh, either Hooper or Ingram. That's that's what I'm saying. Or or Njoku. Tell you what, I'll give you the tiebreaker on this one, and then we'll take the, if we have a tiebreaker, we'll take the tiebreaker. All right, so we're taking line. Evan Ingram here. Which I figured. And then we are getting to the last pick. And then we'll give you a uh, a summation of what we took. Yep. So we've got four running backs. We've got f- five receivers. We've got two tight ends and one quarterback. So we'll see who's available here. We oh. definitely don't want to go with third tight end. No. No, you don't go third tight end. Um, for what the recommendations they have, I I already see what I we're know gonna where do. I'm go- I know. But where I'm uh, going. they they're showing us Shane Vereen. Uh, who I, I still wouldn't touch. He's been injured a lot lately, and I just dropped him for my Dynasty League. I mean, he just... Yeah, yeah, he could be really good, but it's it's most, most likely Most likely he's a, a running back five or six. Yep. We got Deion Lewis, who might be the fourth or fifth running back on New England's step chart if right now. If he's even and on might not make the team. The team. <laughs> uh, we got Phillip Rivers, which is solid, but he might end up being on the waiver wire then and somebody we can pick up for a bye week. Although it does kind of feel like fate to pick up Phillip Rivers to back up Drew Brees. That's true. Uh, but then we have the guy that we're going to take here. Yep. Uh, it's, it's Deontay Foreman. I mentioned him earlier. He's a handcuff. Uh, Lamar Miller is not guaranteed to to start the entire season. Um, another solid handcuff at this spot would have been someone like Marlon Mack um, with Frank Gore. Oh, um, yeah. Or even one of the guys backing up Marshawn Lynch. I think like Jalen Rashard or uh, Washington. DeAndre Washington yep. would have been good as well. Also solid. Um, but we're taking Deontay Foreman because he probably yep. has the highest upside of all those players. If something were to happen to Lamar Miller, which let's hope it doesn't. But if something were to happen, I think that's I think that's the best best route to go. I mean, I'm solid. with. I think Lammy Mills will be fine. All right. So actually, hold on. What was our team name? Someone made up a team. Na- they made up team names. I want to see what ours was. Oh, it doesn't have a team name made up. Uh, our team name is... Your team. Um, <laughs> something that I, I sent a message to Carl about this week. One of my favorite team names. If I was a big Minnesota uh, Minnesota fan uh, when it comes to college football, my t- and I'm also a big uh, fan of Hull and Oates, so my team name would be I Could Go For That. <sighs> That's a great team name. Don't act like you're not impressed. I could go for that. No, no can do. I don't know. There's some. There's some other good ones on there. We got Witten and Stone, uh, Stairway to Evans, uh, the Gonqui- the Gronquist, <laughs> uh, Suplex, but S U H for Nadamik and Sue, uh, Green Eggs and Cam, uh, Go Go Gryffindor, <laughs> Aaron so far away, Hurdy Gurley man, so call me shady, Des Dispenser. Ooh, I like that one. And Don Juan DeMarco. <laughs> I, I really like that does dispenser one now i'm just imagining does his head being popped open like a pez dispenser <laughs> so uh they gave us a draft grade on here they gave us an 84 out of 100 so we didn't get a perfect score probably because we didn't take their number one recommendation exactly. the time. which is, if you guys want the number one recommendation and you want to get an a grade in every draft draft the number one guy they recommend you drafting if you want to see what it's like to maybe take a risk here and there go against the consensus 
And I think I just messed it up. And Shane, how did you get my credit card? What are you signing me up for? I think they just erased our draft. Uh, so our draft. Well, we had, but we had Drew Brees, Lamar Miller, Marshawn Lynch, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans. Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron. Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder. Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Paul Perkins. Paulie P. Deontay Foreman. Yep. Deontay Foreman. Uh, we had... Who's the back of Teddy? We took Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. And then we had wide receivers. Uh, we had Kenny Britt. Yep. And we forgot one. There was one more guy. There's one more guy that we drafted. Was it, what, to... was it Decker? Uh, it was not Eric Decker because uh, you took the... Uh, you got the tiebreaker on that one. Uh, we did not go Decker. We went with John Brown. That's right. We went John right. Brown. Sorry, I, ro- I I paused it and rolled the tape back. Uh, you guys must have missed that. Um, and then we listened back, and it was John Brown. Uh, solid roster. I feel really, really yeah. happy about that. Um, I, I would feel comfortable going into a regular season, especially with the upper echelon, Drew Brees at the quarterback, and yep. not feeling still having upper tier but not stud guys at positions i think would be really beneficial and i mean there was still solid quarterbacks left on the board going into you know free agency yeah. where you, you can still grab philip rivers for for a backup game yep um you can still grab someone like uh alex smith for one game brian I mean, hoyer right yeah i mean guys that y- they're definitely not going to be on your roster you're definitely not going to start well maybe philip rivers would be but you're definitely yeah. not going to start uh brian hoyer or uh Alex Smith and have them hold them on your roster, but they're, if you are, they're fine for one game. If you are, you're doing it wrong. Yep. They're fine for one game. And God forbid you have one of those great teams that every single player, including your bench is, is uh, working for you. And then all yeah. of a sudden you need to drop somebody for that quarterback and you're pulling out your hair trying to say, Oh man, any up, of these guys are going to get picked up off the waiver wire. The second I lose them or you wind up trading Matt Ryan for David Johnson. Hey, Hey, traded matt ryan for david johnson and a second round pick you know you didn't have to bring that part up shane it just felt right (laughs) so Uh, that was our draft uh let us know what you thought of it uh some of the other teams uh, had there was one that had a higher ranking they showed the rankings on the bottom too uh there was one that had an a uh we were one of three teams with b's and then there was a couple c's um i think the rest had c's i didn't get a great look at it but um but if but if you like your team who cares what everybody else thinks? Yeah, exactly. If you feel solid about it after the draft, that's the most important thing is that you leave it going, yeah, that's good. Because I've seen too many people leave a draft going, man, I just did not do what I w- did what I wanted. Yep. I had a strategy coming in uh, and it just went out the window because the problems with strategies and, I, you know, it's always good to have a strategy. But the problems with strategies, you got to be ready to throw that whole thing out the window when something doesn't turn your way. Yep. So, and with a story on that, so a couple of years ago when Reggie Bush had his first year with the Lions, I actually took Reggie Bush and Jimmy Graham back to back with my first and second round picks because I had the turn and I wound up taking both of those guys. People were laughing at me. People were making fun of me going, oh, well, you know, great job. How could you do that? I just wound up finishing number one in the league for the regular season with the best record and most points scored. I've gone uh, multiple years where I have drafted players in the first and second round. Our first year of the Dynasty Draft, my first round pick was Andrew Luck. My second round pick was Rob Gronkowski, technically. Um, And they were both injured for most of the year that year. Ended up my my starting quarterback that year ended up being Andy Dalton. Yep. Uh, And my starting tight end that year was, I want to say, Eric Ebron. Uh, Like I, who I ended up getting late, late, uh, because I ended up trading him to Carl later. Yeah. Uh, And... You know, my first two picks weren't even starters for me, essentially. 
and I still won the league. Yep. I mean, you could you could leave a draft being like, oh man, this is great, and then bad things can happen. You just got to be smart about it in the in the end. That's that's where you're drafting that backup tight end. That uh, not always getting a backup quarterback, but if you have enough roster spots, grabbing a second yep. quarterback. And- Always try to be the first one of the waiver wire. Um, get guys before you before everyone else knows about them. If you got a matchup coming up in like two weeks, three weeks, and you're like, "Oh, this is a really good matchup," get the guy. Don't don't wait until that week to pick him up because by then everyone else is going to be like, "Oh, I want this guy for that matchup too." If you've got you know Odell Beckham going against the Saints. That's a juicy matchup. You got Odell Beckham going up against the Raiders. That's a juicy matchup. Yep. And I'm only saying Odell Beckham because he's right in our yeah, screen yeah. here. But, you know, those you, you play the matchups. Uh, and then, you know, if you're in a dynasty league, pay attention to the waiver wire throughout the offseason. I mean, yep. I just got Terrence West off the waiver wire, uh, who yeah. is the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens now that Dixon's gone. And, I mean, Woodhead's going to be out for the first few games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got a starting running back. I dropped Shane Vereen for him. So I yeah. mean, and that's a, that's a solid pickup. So it, it's 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 paying attention. It's if you're focused, if you're taking, if you're in a, a league that everyone's taking it seriously, you got to really uh, keep keep your nose to the grindstone and keep your head up on that. You don't necessarily have to look at it every single day or anything like that. I mean, I don't. I I didn't look at this one since the rookie draft, so it had been about three weeks, yeah. and then I saw those players there. Um, but you know, if something big happens, like the reason why I looked at it was. Uh, Tannehill went down and I heard that Cutler might've been coming back. So I was like, Oh, I wonder if, uh, Chris had actually dropped Cutler. If he's still sitting on the roster, checked on that Cutler was sitting there. So I grabbed Cutler as well. Yep. In our, another dynasty I'm in, uh, back in, I think it was March when there were first rumblings about Marshawn Lynch possibly coming back. I jumped right on that league. I dropped somebody, picked up Marshawn Lynch just for that, just in case. And what happened? He came back and he's starting running back for the Oakland Raiders. Yep. So uh, with that, I think that's the end of our draft episode here. Correct. Uh, next week, uh, uncertain right now. What's uh, Yeah, we might record something just short here. Yeah. Um, because yep. a couple of us are going to be out of town. And yeah, so. so we'll see how that plays. Uh, but otherwise, I don't believe we have a trivia corner because with two people, it's not as fun. <laughs> nope. Uh, so we'll give you uh, food for uh, food for thought. Um, who was the last? Vikings quarterback to win a Super Bowl with the Vikings or just that he played for the Vikings and won one yes that's I'm just trolling right now though I, I don't like the Vikings so oh well because there has been a former Vikings starting quarterback who has won a Super Bowl Brad Johnson Tavares Jackson he won a Super That's Bowl true. with Seattle. Brad Johnson also won a, or no, Brad Johnson lost the Super Bowl with the No, he no, won, he with won the, Bucks. the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Yeah, and then he went to the Vikings though. I, well, no, he played no, from he before. Played for the before. He played from twice actually. He played from before. That's and right, after and then the after. Uh, so that was your trivia for the there week. You go. That's me. That's me trolling Carl and Chris. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, so my uh, energy drink here has been drained. Uh, the Advil's been taken, uh, and I think that's the end of your fantasy hangover. All right, you guys have a good week. We love you.